0: Welcome back to Zevo Talks. I'm your host, Ashlyn. I get to talk to risk takers, thought leaders and great people making change. In today's episode, we are speaking with a young Irish entrepreneur, Seamus Toig. He's the founder of Everest Snacks and has led the way in introducing healthy snacks to the Irish market that are affordable. So hello, Seamus. Hey. Thank you very much <clears throat> for joining us and you're very welcome to Zevo Talks today. Could you start off by telling us uh, what Everest Snacks are for anyone who doesn't know?
1: Okay, so basically we're a healthy snacking company. Um, we produce a range of high-quality granola cups. Um, it's a granola with yogurt, uh, porridge cups and protein snack bars. And uh, we're going to be expanding our range into more healthy snacking products in the next year or so.
0: Lovely. And can you tell us how Everest Snacks came about, so how you started?
1: Yeah, so just from playing sport and training my whole life i sort of had an interest in eating healthy and things like that. And then um I got the opportunity to get a contract for a coffee chain to make all their sandwiches, soups, salads, uh the lot and that went well. Uh we got the trial um that we got a trial with them basically for eight weeks in Dublin Airport for Terminal One. And uh it went well so then we got all their cafes um so then they wanted a healthy breakfast option for their on the go sort of breakfast person in the morning um that was got getting on the planes and shooting off they didn't have much time to hang around with so we did a bit of research um and we came across like granola cups um that they they sort sort they served a lot of them in the airports in London and uh New York etc so we went around getting a high-quality granola cup with a Greek-style yoghurt. And uh, they started flying out of the Terminal 1. We sent 50 of them a day. And then we sort of realised that there was nothing on the retail market like that. So we went about sort of seeing how we could get it set up and manufacture it at a scale. So that's sort of how it uh, it started. And then we came across the Super Value Food Academy. And uh, that was the start of it then.
0: And um can you tell us more then about the Super Value Food Academy and kind of what that program is like?
1: Yeah, no, so it's uh it's really good. We ha- you have to go and pitch in front of sort of the buyers, uh, to get into it. And uh I sort of put the idea across of the Everest Granola cups and uh I brought samples with me but we had no branding or proper packaging or anything at the time. It was just sort of a product uh, in a sort of clear cup. Um and I put my idea of where I wanted to get the company to, and blah, blah blah. And uh, the guys accepted it, they liked it. And then you basically go into sort of it's nearly like a, a crash course in retail um, and how it all works. Um, there's so much to it that like people who weren't involved in the business wouldn't really know about like even learning about SKUs, KPIs, the whole lot, um, SRPs, everything delivery into their depot, the whole lot. It was a brilliant course. And I suppose without it, it'd be nearly impossible to learn about that side of the business without getting a job in it before, yeah.
0: And was it there then that you, like, did you already have the name Everest?
1: I didn't actually at the time. I just pitched the idea and uh, then I sort of had, they said, oh God, we like your product, it's great. So that was in June. And I think they said, right, you're going into stores in September. So I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so Quick turnaround. Yeah, it was a bit of a scramble. Yeah. So, yeah, no, eventually came up with the name. And uh ever sort of came from the sort of peak, sort of summit, um, high quality foods, sort of the highest you could get to, I suppose. That's sort of where it came from. Yeah, then I came across Dave Kern Design um, on Clon William Terrace, actually through the Food Academy. They put me in touch with him. He helped us come up with the brand uh the packaging um you know it was just once we got that sorted then it was about sourcing yeah all the packaging getting then manufacturing and getting all that done uh it was crazy thinking back at it yeah yeah, so we started off in ten shops uh delivering with a van and then basically we got that was called a local listing and then we got a dublin listing because the products were selling well then we got a regional listing which was like leinster and then eventually i think yeah that started in september but then by may we had we pretty much got irish nation sorry nationwide distribution okay. so then they t- uh, we got accepted in to go through the warehouse the with musgraves and that was brilliant it really kicked us on to the next level then it was learning how to pull the product through to make sure when it's delivered, we you deliver through their central warehouse, and then it's delivered to stores by Musgraves. But you have to get reps in there and stuff like that to make sure that the products put on shelf and yeah. everything like that. So learning about that was uh was good as well. It sort of brought us to the next level.
0: Mm-hmm. And was it always um your ambition to to have your own business?
1: I always wanted to have my own business. I suppose my parents, well, my dad, well. Would have had his own accountancy practice and was involved in another, uh, uh, in a number of different businesses. And I suppose just growing up looking at that probably made me want to get involved in my own business, yeah, sort of from a young
0: age. And do you think that maybe coming from kind of a family that was entrepreneurial gave you a benefit? Um, like you could ask them for help or questions or advice,
1: yeah, 100%. Um, it's always been good the uh, to have someone that you could ask questions to or get some advice off, and then I was put in touch with some really good people at the start of our journey with the Food Academy and stuff like that. So I could always ring them up and ask for advice. Tygo Donovan um, was one of them, and uh, Tygo sort of was working with us from the start, and uh, he was a great help. Uh, yeah, he was fantastic, and without him, like it would have been very hard for us. Because we had no industry experience or anything like that, and you're dealing with experts like, like the best people in the business, and we had didn't have an idea about it, but we learned and with talking to people like TIG and then having getting business advice say off my, off my family and other people like that, uh, friends etc. Uh, it was invaluable. Yeah. I suppose yeah, if you can't ask for help when you don't know what you're doing, it's a. Uh, it would be very hard yeah
0: yeah and does your motivation come from the desire to be your own boss or to make um healthy affordable snacks
1: it's actually both i suppose um as i was telling you i sort of always had an interest in uh healthy eating and getting good products um to the market and then i suppose yeah business is a something that like i'm very interested in um in general so it would be both. I like obviously working uh, for myself, but then definitely uh, bring, uh, food and healthy eating is something that I'm really passionate about as well. And so is our company. Like we want to just keep launching products um, and getting them to market to grow the brand and grow our customer base.
0: And in terms of um, product and expansion, with kind of, more people focusing in on dairy free and vegan and that kind of thing is that a route that you might go down
1: yeah, definitely we're gonna be adding to our range um maybe definitely uh bringing out some vegan options um uh, one of our bars is the hazelnut uh and dark chocolate bars vegan friendly but um yeah, no, I think we have to cater for that because it's such a growing category now at the moment it's 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 really own legs like the vegan movement so yeah we definitely have to cater to that and we'll be releasing products uh, that are vegan friendly in probably the next couple of months yeah
0: if you weren't doing this what do you think that you would be doing
1: <laughs> i suppose i would i don't know like i have a strong interest in sort of building and things like that yeah so i probably would have gone into the construction sector at some point um but i th- i think that Food is something as well I've always been passionate about. Um, so maybe something along the lines of restaurants or cafes, things like that. Always something that would have really interested me. Um, food, healthy living, maybe something along the lines of that. Yeah, definitely
0: I would still be in this
1: sort of place, I think. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and then something that we, we've asked all of our guests, and I guess it's important to you as well because you run a business, is how do you look after your own well-being?
1: So, I suppose, yeah, there'd be a lot of pressure owning your own business. It's true what people say, like, it doesn't really leave you alone. Like, So, you will be thinking about it uh, when you're off and things like that. And so, yeah, it's probably important that you know how to unwind. I try to get to the gym every day. Um, and if I can't do that, then I will go for a run. And I suppose if I don't do that, I feel like a different person, really. So, I think, yeah, training and eating healthy is... so important as well like you feel so much better in yourself training and playing Gaelic football things like that yeah would be how I'd sort of look after my own well-being I suppose talking to friends as well and things like that if you keep it all uh, bottled up it can get very frustrating and you can feel it can feel like a lonely place sometimes when you see like all your friends that work in companies that they they can take like two three week holidays and they're off doing this and that and I suppose I haven't really had a holiday longer than four or five days <clears throat> in four or five years. <laughs> so that can be sort of frustrating and things like that. So, but I suppose you, as you get older, you learn, and uh, I think it's just important to take time out and talk to people and do your training, look after yourself, take yourself away from it for a while.
0: We've done some work with some social media influencers. So, what is your own thoughts on social media what kind of impact do you think that it has in terms of maybe business and then maybe we can look at the mental health side as well
1: yeah no it's a huge huge factor in 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 every aspect of life now sure the amount of people like you just come home from work and you'll be scrolling on your phone i think i read something there a while ago was was the average 25 year old scrolls like 50 feet a day or something like that on yeah. their phone I could be wrong now on that but it was some crazy figure like that but like say for example our brand ambassador with Everest is uh Neve Cullen and Neve's actually she's brilliant to work with and she's a great role model for like young girls and and lads and she's just brilliant because she she's really into the health and fitness so it's it's a perfect match for our brand but like the power that she commands through her following is uh, it, it, it's it's mad. Um and it it's just yeah it's I think you need to be careful though as well as a company starting off that you don't run up these costs spending so much money on social media and stuff like that probably distribution and getting your product out there is probably the most important thing and then obviously having then brand ambassadors etc to back that up is good but you can't put the car before the horse yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: and how do you think that social media has an effect on your own life do you use it much or yeah i
1: suppose it can drive people mad like when you see like it can give you a fear of missing out things like that and i suppose it's it's good to try use it as a positive tool rather than sort of making you think these unrealistic things i suppose people always say uh they look at bloggers etc like that and they see them living these lives and they want to be like that it's
0: like the comparison kind of factor of it yeah
1: exactly yeah and i think that's what drives people mad mostly um trying to achieve those sort of things when they're not they're not say real yeah as as such like their day-to-day lives aren't really like that they're just pictures or stories so i think people need to realize that and if they did if they don't you could drive yourself crazy trying to do the do these things buy these things and yeah no i definitely see how it can have a um a negative impact on people's mental health but then there'll be people on it as well that can inspire people and really have positive impacts on uh, people's lives I'm sure you probably know loads of yeah, positive things uh, that I, like people see.
0: I think there's been like a, a kind of a change in in terms of like what I see based off of people that I've followed and unfollowed. So, um, I think it's it's our own responsibility to unfollow accounts that have a negative impact on us. And you know, if if we're constantly looking at someone being like, I wish I had their life, that's something that I need to obviously take responsibility and say, well, I need to not follow them anymore. So, um, I think we all have our own. Um, responsibility to to do that in order to change kind of our thoughts and stuff so
1: yeah I'd be on my phone I pretty much the whole day between work and yeah basically like I do a lot of my work on my phone just calling people yeah. sending emails but then like say if you're talking to like say your parents or whatever you can be sending emails on your phone or doing work things but people just think you're texting yeah. or they don't they think you're not paying attention to them or Whatever like that, but it's it's so important to try actually put it away for a while and yeah. live your life normally. Yeah. But because it can like and another thing is as well, you know what emails, people expect nearly like a rapid response now because everyone knows that like you have access to it like that. Yeah. But like no one, ha- five ten years ago, people weren't like that. And Finland bringing in the four day working week
0: or yeah or six day working day, which uh, sounds great. That that because they knew right say the friday was the the day off that they had that they'd monday to thursday they had to get everything done in that time frame that they just worked more efficiently and that they were more productive with their time and they prioritized things with the tighter deadlines and and stuff i think that eventually it's i think especially being a millennial and the generation that's coming up next into the workforce i almost think that a four-day work week is going to be what they expect because I just think that they've a completely different mindset of how things should work and the benefits that even companies offer now are so much more and they're more important to a, a person looking for work than they were years and years ago like you just wanted a job you didn't matter if you got your gym membership paid for or if you got like free lunch or whatever it was I think the benefits now um, and that kind of thing are more you, you want to attract more people to work for you and th- the best kind of people. So a four day work week would definitely be something I think that would attract a lot of people and good working people as well.
1: And I suppose technology makes everything so much quicker. So possibly you could get everything done yeah. in four days. And I think that's actually a good point that you made that if people know that they're just seeing Monday to Thursday yeah. and they have to get this done by then. Yeah, it's probably stricter deadlines, etc. Yeah. It probably would work, yeah. I suppose. We have you on record now.
0: So <laughs> 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 no, yeah, no.
1: The, the benefits that the tech companies are offering now, is, uh, they're incredible.
0: So um, within your own company then, how do you practice wellness and, and what kind of do your staff do to practice wellness?
1: I think it's actually a, probably a big issue for small companies starting off, that they don't have the resources to help all their employees and things like that, uh, compared to larger companies, so it's something that we need to look into more to try help our employees and with their wellness and everything like that. But I know everyone that works with Everest uh, is they're fit and healthy and they do their own training and stuff like that. But there's definitely more we can do as a company to like build the team and morale and everything like that because we're just so busy all the time. It's go go go, mm. and we don't. Um, take time to do these sort of things but I suppose it's important to step back and try and prove that so it's one of our goals for 2020 to improve the team spirit and uh, wellness in the company and hopefully we'll get there.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think startups, it's all about the grind kind of. Yeah. You're trying to to build into your growing and that kind of thing. It's like the growing pains. It's probably the last on your list at the moment. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I suppose if everyone was
0: if you yeah. noticed a morale dip and in that kind of thing, I suppose, um, but I, I guess once you're conscious of it, it's always good. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, like starting up a business, it's hard, so everyone's always sort of really we're pushing, pushing, pushing the whole time. So it's um, you know, definitely something that we need to put plans in place to to get to uh, that our well being is being looked at and everything like that for everyone. Because I, I like as you say, it, it improves productivity and um. The, the the general health of the company as well yep. yeah
0: excellent well, thank you so much for uh, coming in and talking to us today
1: thank you very much
0: thank you for listening to another episode of ziva talks we would like to thank seamus for joining us today at such a young age seamus has played a role in making ireland that bit healthier tune in next time to listen to more influential people making positive changes in ireland